0: The Eco Right Speaks podcast is your conservative home for weekly climate news, interviews, points of view, climate heroes, jesters, and so much more. We'll share the stories of people leading in their local communities and around the country. Welcome to the Eco Right Speaks podcast. It's brought to you by RepublicEN.org.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Eco Right Speaks, your climate-focused podcast produced by the team at RepublicEN.org. I'm your host, Chelsea Henderson, welcoming you to all the joys of May. I hope that your worlds are blooming, blossoming, and that all good things are on tap for your summer ahead. Today's guest is unfurling her power in a new and exciting way. Emily O'Keefe is a junior at the College of William, William and Mary in Virginia, where she studies philosophy and after having an existential crisis about climate change, is aptly leading a movement to build support from amongst her peers for the Carbon Dividend Plan. Featured recently in her campus newspaper, it's clear from the outset that Emily's energy is infectious. In the episode, she and I talk about her inspiration to get engaged in a push-to-price carbon as a climate change solution, and how your university, or that of someone you know, can get involved. Listeners, stay tuned for my conversation with Emily O'Keefe. Welcome back, listeners. As promised, I'm sitting here in conversation with Emily O'Keefe from William & Mary College in Virginia. Emily, welcome
2: to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
1: Well, you are definitely somebody who's very enthusiastic, um, about the carbon dividend approach, carbon fee and dividend approach. So I'm curious, you know, you are a junior, is that right, in college? Yes. So I noticed it said um, class of 24 and my son is class of 24 as well. So junior in college, congratulations. Um, Just as an aside, you guys were the high school generation or the high school class that had the end of your senior year curtailed by the pandemic, right? I actually I took a gap year, so I would be class of twenty three, but now class of twenty four. So yeah, my son um missed his graduation, or they didn't have graduation because of the pandemic. Anyway, I digress. You um on the William and Mary campus got um, um involved in pursuing this idea of a carbon fee and dividend as an approach to solving climate change. So. When did you first become aware of this as a poly- policy mechanism and what about it attracted you?
2: I, so I, after coming, I, I took my gap year last year to hike the AT and that was, it was so much fun. And I just got to like completely relax and not care about kind of anything. And then when I came back to campus, I was reading this, I I started feeling really existential about climate change again. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm back in society. And this all this stuff in society is happening. And I wanted to do something really big about climate change. And I was like, oh, maybe I could do something like Greta Thunberg esque, you know, with a sign or. um, And I was asked and I had this original idea of a sign that said like help save our planet you know like politicians just help save our planet and I talked with so many people about it and they were they all said we need something actionable you know if you just if you hold up a sign that says something kind of vague then a lot of people will walk past and um not know what to do about like what is their call to action and so it was so lucky I was friends with my friend Philip Ignatov, who's part of William & Mary's CCL, and he introduced me to the carbon fee and dividend, and he showed me En-ROADS. Have you seen En-ROADS? No, I haven't. Oh, my gosh. It is the most amazing um, global climate policy simulator, and it shows just how impactful carbon pricing is um, compared to other climate policies. And I was blown away by by this policy. And it became really clear, well, if there's going to be some climate movement, then it should probably be focused on this policy. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I learned about it through through my friend
1: from CCL, and it completely changed my life. And so then you decided to start this movement. And what has that been like on campus? Have you seen a warm reception to the concept of a um, carbon fee and dividend? Yeah,
2: there, a lot of students are not familiar with the carbon fee and dividend policy. So I think what has been really important is just getting, like, educating people in the first place that there is a solution that exists. Um, And the reception has been really warm. I've given over 30 presentations to different groups about the movement and, um, overwhelmingly people are down to make signs and join the movement and we're starting to see more and more signs around campus. We do a ton of advertising with flyers and chalk. And when I it's really cool when I do a presentation, I'll first ask, is anyone familiar with the carbon fee and dividend movement on campus? And like everyone will raise their hand. Like it's so well known in our community now. Um and I think just the mere exposure to all this seeing carbon fee and dividend everywhere on campus like really gets people um, just just that alone gets people to support it more, which is kind of interesting.
1: So then what is the call to action? Are you having are you asking people to then weigh in with their lawmakers or how are what is the step that you're taking that goes beyond the holding of a sign or the attending of a rally or a gathering?
2: Yeah. So the idea behind the movement is that let me see. I have I have a sign with me right here, and it just says, "This is what the the sign looks like." It it says most effective climate policy hashtag carbon fee and dividend, and there is a link to write Congress um, bit.ly slash write Congress here, and so this actually takes uh, people to a page on CCL's website with an already formatted letter to Congress. So the I think what this movement is doing in taking it a step further than just holding a sign, it's getting people to actually interact with their Congress members. And I think as this movement grows, the idea would, uh, we is we could have, like, we could organize maybe lobbies to Congress, like going to Congress and lobbying them, maybe getting more people involved with CCL. There's a lot of um, next steps that we can take. And for right now, we're starting with this kind of basic Writing to Congress.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that those steps are really important. And, um, you know, Republic Ian is headed up by a former congressman who says that, you know, when you are an elected official and you start hearing from people in your district the same message again and again and again, that it really does have an impact because, you know, it, it registers, the needle moves. And, As a member of Congress, you are obviously facing a lot of different crises and a lot of different issues day-to-day that you have to vote on or um, think about or debate. And so sometimes you triage that, right? So right now, the debt ceiling is what everyone's talking about. We're going to have to vote on the debt ceiling. So what is that? How do we understand the solutions? And then maybe you put aside the things that aren't necessarily coming up super quickly but when you start to see a mom- the momentum of a lot of people in your district, or if you're a senator in your state, writing in or calling or emailing about a topic, then that does raise the flag for you that this is something important to the people back home. And that is really impactful. So I salute you for organizing that. That's really fantastic. I, You know, we are also really good friends with um, the folks at Students for Carbon Dividends. So I'm wondering if you've coordinated with them at all.
2: Yeah, I, so I actually have a meeting with a group from Students for Carbon Dividends this Friday, and this will be the first time I, there's, we've had a formal conversation about the way that we can work together, because it almost, it's funny, I wondered, you know, are we just like reinventing the wheel right here? Because <laughs> there's already a whole group of students who support uh, carbon fee and dividend, and I, but I think it it's, yes we we are in contact with them and um moving forward in the future i'm sure we we will have a ton of overlap if not even i wonder i this is just an idea but like we we're we're doing this we're kind of advocating we're doing the same thing almost Mm -hmm. um and so i wonder if there's the the idea of like could we could we merge you know that's just a Mm -hmm. thought that i that i have and i'm not sure maybe we have different calls to actions, like maybe they're more focused on lobbying and maybe this is more like a kind of like rally sign movement kind of thing, but um, definitely collaboration in the future.
1: I think collaboration is great. And especially with the different, if you have different um, missions and different things you're trying to achieve. So I'm trying to remember now, it's been a minute since I've talked to my friends at carbon, uh, students for carbon dividends, but I'm not sure that they directly lobby. So CCL, you can do the direct lobbying and then Students for Carbon Dividends is doing more kind of the education side. And I know in the past that they had a lot of um, universities coming together, like the Republican Club and the Democratic Club, saying, we come from different sides of the aisle on this, but we agree on this as a policy mechanism to solve climate change as the generation that is going to suffer the most, right, from, from unmitigated climate change, which your generation, sorry, <laughs> sorry, we yep. messed that up. That's <laughs> OK. Well, we're fixing it, so... <laughs>
0: We're energy optimists and climate realists. Stand with us at republicen.org. Now back to this week's episode.
1: So what next? So you're going to meet with the the students for carbon dividend folks. Are you talking to other universities um, and trying to organize similar events there as well?
2: Yes. So the semester is wrapping up and summer is fast approaching. So I think that Things in terms of the movement, we will work on continuing them over the summer. But I think we will really go hard again when school starts up in the fall. Um, I've been in contact with people from different schools. Like I just had a meeting before this with someone from Brown, um, and so they saw it. They thought that this could really spread to Brown. And you know, we have these, especially in small liberal arts colleges. If um, we are we're kind of in in these bubbles that can all communicate and know what is going on and advocate together um and make an impact especially on the in on on the scene and so uh i've been uw madison we've been in contact with uw madison with someone from harvard and i believe that yeah there's a lot of plans for um getting getting more colleges in in the fall semester and also uva Uh, that would be really impactful because uh, we're, you know, William and Mary and UVA are so close that if two schools in Virginia are like, we really want carbon fee and dividend, then I think that would gain a lot of publicity.
1: And uh, yeah. For sure. For sure. And so now I'm sort of curious, is this, I don't know what your major is or what you're thinking about for a future career, but has your involvement in this changed what you're thinking about for your future as you you know head into your senior year of college yeah
2: it definitely has i feel so strongly about this cause you know i like if we're if we're really serious about climate change then we need to we need all hands on deck for this and so i i i think that working with like CCL would be a dream in the future or um some other group that advocates for carbon dividends.
1: Um, I'm just going to say right now all those that are listening with hiring power <laughs> <laughs> there's some great talent on this episode so hit me up I'll give you our contact information. Oh my gosh, I want to go back to your inspiration about um, hiking the Appalachian Trail, which you know I I have that uh, on a very distant bucket list. Um, as does my sister. We're both avid hikers, and and I love that that connection to you. Were out in the environment, and it gave you this existential feeling of. Um, well, probably a little bit of dread, but also um, empowering you to want to to take some steps and move forward. And I think that one thing that's important with the climate movement is that everyone kind of gets there from a different perspective. And for some, it's because they've been outside. And for some, it might be, um, you know, maybe they're in a position where they're seeing a lot of pollution and um, and want to do something about it. And We had a guest on this show last year who's um, also a friend of mine who wrote a book. You hold up your sign. I'm going to hold up the book. It's called One Green Thing. And what I love about this book, she wrote it in part for her kids who are um, a little younger than you to give them, and, and for anybody, it's not geared toward kids, but she was inspired by her kids. What it does is it sort of creates, um, you can take a little quiz, and it will tell you what your climate archetype is, and so how you can best help, because sometimes the problem seems really overwhelming, right? It's a global issue. It requires, solve is going to require the the coordination of every nation in the world, especially the heavy emitters, and these are big countries that, um, they're sort of like battleships, right? They don't move very nimbly, (laughs) so making change happen um you know i used to work in the us senate and you would try year after year after year to get your bills passed and it would often take a while to see that progress and we don't really have time right so she wrote one green thing heather white did to give people something some direction for how they could direct their energy because not everyone is going to go be a lobbyist right not everyone is going to go get a job installing solar arrays or what like there, but there's something for everybody to do. And maybe like you're an organizer, right? You're, you seem really good at bringing people together and that's your strength and somebody else's strength might be something else. So what I love about that is it really empowers people to find their climate superpower and to know, then it gives you, um, once you determine your climate superpower, it'll tell you little steps that you can take. Not, and they're not little, right? They're the steps you can take so that you don't feel that existential dread, so that you feel like you are making a difference and you're doing it in the way that appeals to your own um, interests and skill set. And I just think that's something that we need to all be thinking about more as humans, right? How do we apply what we know, what we can do, what we feel comfortable doing, what we have time doing toward this crisis? Because we are all in it together yeah that
2: I love that, and i I really want to get that book now. I'm like and share it with me my c c l chapter
1: yeah, you should have a book club, you guys should have a book club um I will text you i'll I'll email you the name of the book, but listeners, it's one green thing, and you can go back and listen to our past episode with heather white um she is really fantastic and uplifting and empowering, and as are you, Emily, and I really wish you the best of luck as you move forward and um, you know, if you're having events or you hear of events that that we might um be able to partner on, let us know and and tell our listeners if there's someone who's listening who's either in college or knows somebody in college who's eager to get involved. How can they find you or um, start to replicate this kind of movement on their own campus?
2: Yeah. So one of our main forms of communication for this movement is through our Instagram. We post photos of people with signs and information about the carbon fee and dividend. And if you, you can DM our Instagram, which is just carbon fee and dividend. Um, And I help run the Instagram. So I am happy to respond there. And we also have a discord server where we are starting to use as a central place for people from different colleges to organize and it has a, it, all of it's very new so there's a lot to be worked on but it is definitely a place that you can reach me on um, and the discord server is in our Instagram bio as well and we also have a Facebook we we're everywhere and if you reach out I will like someone will respond and we maybe I should also just share our, our straight up our email or our email <laughs> sure. is, um, it's just carbon fee and dividend at gmail.com. So Emily, best of luck to you. And thanks so much for being on the show. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. And um, I'm glad to be in this together.
1: So Price, it's May. Like, how did that happen?
3: Uh, You know what that means?
1: Baseball season?
3: that um, but my wife brought up the king the king's coronation this yes. saturday but to me as a university of kentucky graduate it oh, means goodness. the first saturday in may is almost here and it is time for the run for the roses so yes. that's something i can get totally jazzed about in the month of may but to your point yes flying by
1: Yes, the time is flying, but also that reminds me that I was invited to a derby watch party and that is this weekend. And when I first got the invitation, it felt like it was so far away. But now, wow, I I don't think I have to dress up and wear a fancy hat, although I always thought that would be fun to do that. And now I'm just remembering we had that episode, um, was it last season or two seasons ago with the the racehorse expert who talked about the impacts of climate change on horses and all the folks that are outside and the conditions on the track. And so, um, you know, that's my big connection back to bring us back to the show.
3: You have a Derby pick so far for, uh, for I don't Saturday? even know who's
1: running. I'll look at the names and see who has the cutest name. Of course.
3: There you go. There you go. I am am a bet on two. The only, the one name horse I'll bet on is two fills because one of the curling coaches, who's a really good friend. Um, he's a Phil. So, and I know several fills, but I, I bet jock. So, Uh, Give me Velasquez. Give me Castellano. Give me uh, Rosario. I bet jockeys all day. I don't bet horses. I bet the jocks.
1: All right. That is good to know. That is good to know.
3: That's your pro tip going into your derby party (laughs) on Saturday, Chelsea.
1: Okay. All right. And keep
3: it keep keep the seven eight eleven in your back pocket. And so I'll leave that there until you have a chance to look at the horses. <laughs> but let's move on.
1: Yes, sir. This is not a betting tip <laughs> podcast.
2: No, I'm not going to go DraftKings.
3: So we're ending it right now, folks. We're going to get back on the rails and back to the EcoRight. The EcoRight speaks, to be exact. And our guest, Emily O'Keefe, this past week from yeah. the O College of William and Mary.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed my conversation with Emily. She's Jack Sage, my older son, um, who's also a junior in college. And so I just really related to her, like the way she looks at the world and just energetic and confident. Right. And I think that that was what really impressed me most was. I don't remember being a junior in college and really being passionate or confident about anything except where I was going to get beer the next weekend. (laughs) So (laughs) to see somebody who was just like, had an existential moment on her hike of the Appalachian Trail and then came back and did something about it, right? Like we all have stresses in our lives and that one thing that keeps us awake at night. And sometimes it's really personal and sometimes it is more broadly about the state of the world. And so, to not just worry about it, but to take action, I think, is really um, to be commended.
3: Yeah, certainly. She's clearly a driven young woman, and to uh, you've got to be driven to hike the AT. Um, <laughs> yeah, but to do it in five and a half months, like she did, incredible and incredible. The you know the obviously the activist type work she's doing on campus at William and Mary in one of my favorite cities, Williamsburg, Virginia.
1: For sure. Beautiful, beautiful place. Um, Something my old boss, John Warner, was really fond of. Used to have a family farm down there. Um, Yeah, it's uh, a great, I could imagine, be a great place to go to school. And like I said, just really um, applauding her and whatever future she ends up taking. I think we will, this was not the only time we will ever hear her name. I'm pretty confident of that.
3: All right, Chelsea, let's uh, thank and welcome a few new members this week, Danielle yes. E. in Pennsylvania, Robert B. in Colorado, Nancy M. in Kentucky, Shirley D. in Florida, and Philip G. in Rhode Island, standing with us at Republican.org forward slash join, which you, our listeners tuned in right now, can do. It takes all of seconds, Gels.
1: Bryce, you know what I was just thinking as you were reading those <clears throat> names is that I've never heard you read a new member named Chelsea or Price. That's so, very true. <laughs> listeners, if you're out there and you're named Chelsea or your name Price, will you join us so we can just <laughs> have that moment on the air? I feel like I'm seven years old and I'm at the souvenir stand and I'm looking at the keychains and there is ne- there was never one with my name. Because, you know, I grew up in the 70s when Chelsea was not a mainstream name, which it is more today. But- I was always so sad, and my brother Nathan would have one right there. he would always have a souvenir with his name on it. Never, ever for me. And I'm assuming price, there's a lot of price tag (laughs) tagging on souvenirs, but probably not a lot of um, pre-made merchandise with your name.
3: That is a nickname I can assure you I've never heard once before. (laughs) Not many prices, but let me help you right now by uttering Your name, calling all Chelsea's, calling all prices. Please sign up to stand with us at Republican.org forward slash join. How about it?
1: Literally stand with us. We can have a little Zoom, a Price and Chelsea Zoom. We'll make something special for you. We promise.
3: All right. On next week's episode, we will have another guest, To yes, Be Determined. To be Sophie,
1: determined.
3: Yep. And we will have your Kentucky Derby winners. Yes. We will hopefully have some Chelsea's and prices for you. Until then, Chelsea, we'll <laughs> talk you to next you then.
1: Week.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Eco Right Speaks Podcast, brought to you by the team at Republicen.org. Make sure to visit RepublicEN.org to learn more and find out how you can be a local eco-right leader.